going on, everybody? This is the Unguided Podcast. I'm your host, Big Daddy, and your co 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 your co-host is missing, boys and girls. This is a one-man band show today, and we're going to try to keep it rocking and rolling just like we always have, with or without track. We're going to have a show today. What's going on, everybody? It's it's a little bit different not having the boy here, but I figured, you know what? If if the other guys can do it, like Lawan and Compton and, and, and the greats like Joe Rogan and even Howard Stern, why, why can't your boy Big Daddy do it solo? So... I'm going to rock and roll it. I'm going to do my best. Um, I hope you like it. If you don't like it, fuck you. I don't care. Either way. You know what I mean? So that's just that's just how I feel about things. Everything I do, I always give 100%. Um, and you know what? All at the end of the day, as if I try my hardest, guess what? It's 2020, boys. I'm going to get a participation trophy. That's what I'm. Somebody's going to pat me on the end of the back and say, you know what, Big Daddy? You did your best, and that's all that matters. And Real quick before I get into something, I seen something the other day on the internet. So I went to Western Illinois University, and this bugged the piss out of me. So Western Illinois University's football team, their FCS, um, they were one in five, and their coach, president, and whoever is part of decision making there, I'd imagine it's the president and the coach and whatever, and. They decide they're not going to play the rest of the spring football season. He says he's concerned for the safety and health of his kids. Bullshit. You guys are one in five. You're dog shit. You're playing like dog shit. So you want to pull out and get healthy for the fall season. Let's just admit it because we all know if that cocksucker was five and one, six and oh, four and two are having a chance to play in the FCS playoffs, they would be playing. And I just don't agree with that. I do not agree with pulling out. You get all these comments. Oh, you know, hey, um, you know, I think that's smart. He's looking out for the best interests in his kids. Bullshit. If that would have been me, I can promise you my daddy would have made me play. He would have made me play all 11 positions by myself on offense and defense just to get a ball game done. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sad how soft people are these days. You know what I mean? If you were worried about the kids' health and concern with their well-being, why would you even play the season? Why not just skip the season and just go straight into fall ball? Now, don't get me wrong. That is a lot for a kid to ask. I mean, a lot to ask for an 18 to 22-year-old and 23, maybe even 24 if they join college late to go and play an eight-game season. Normally, it's 11 games at the FCS level, um, but with COVID and everything, I think this spring they had eight games on the schedule, and that is a lot, um, asking them to go in. So basically, their season would have ended end of April. You had had the... FCS playoffs, They, if they would have made it, let's just say they make it go all the way. I mean, you're looking uh, almost to June. Well, shit, that's when you're starting to train when school gets out mid-May and you go back into training. And the reason I know this is because I played college football. You go right from you got semester finals and then you go in, you get two, three breaks, though, strength and conditioning coach gives you, and then you go right into summer workouts. So you're end of May all the way to camp first week of August. Now, don't get me wrong. I would be tired than a motherfucker. But if you're going to start the season, finish the season. That's one thing my parents always instilled in me. If I'm going to start something, finish it. Now, if I want to quit at the end of the season, that's okay. They'll support me 100%. But if I start it, finish it. And you get all these people on there just commenting. And I made a simple comment on there. You know I me. Mean, I had to get my two cents in because I don't like soft people. I don't like quitters. And I don't like people getting part- participation points and trophies. That's not how the world should work. And it is what it is. I remember one time because we were dominant and, and just quick story. We were very dominant as kids growing up all the way, even through high school, my class. I mean, we were probably one of the more dominant classes ever to go through my high school, blah, 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 blah. And I remember one time I was in sixth grade. We got a second place trophy. I mean, I'm happier in hell. You know, of course, me being the competitor I am, I always want to win first place. But I think we lost to Pleasant Valley. I can still remember it. We lost to Pleasant Valley by 10 points. Um, we should have probably won that game. But, you know, a couple turnovers and whatnot. We second place trophy. And I bring in and dad's like, oh, what, what's that about? We got a trophy for second place. Why? I don't know. They gave it to us. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. It's a trophy, man. 
I wouldn't put that up there. And he would always tell me, you know, Pops would always be like, why are you saving your second place, third place, fourth place ribbons in track? I don't know. It's just something to look back on. He said that the only thing you should have up there is first place, first place, first place, first place. And that's just the winner my parents instilled in with me. The same way. My mom might even be nuttier than my dad when it comes to sports and competition. I mean, you got these kids these days. They just want to participate and they think everything. It's kind of like when you played soccer as a kid and your mom or it was your mom's week to bring treats and yeah, little Timmy only played one minute in the soccer game, but goddamn, he's getting a Capri Sun and a cupcake at halftime. Bullshit. That's not how it should work. And it just really offended me that everyone was like, man, yeah, that coach is smart for doing that. And I can promise you if they were 6-0, and they were 5-1. and I can promise you they would still be playing and nobody would be bitching. But since they're 1-5 and and they have no chance of making the playoffs, we're pulling out because it's the safety of our kids. I don't know about that. I, You know, if I have kids, um, I don't want to run them into the ground and, you know, beat it in their head. But no matter what you do in life, people like winners. And as sad as that sounds and as... Uh, cocky as that sounds or however way you want to put it nobody remembers second place nobody remembers third place nobody everyone remembers who the winner and I just thought it was very cowardly of the uh, president and athletic director and the head coach to pull western season I mean he got three games then after that, finish it and go. Um, some girl got super mad at me because I said, hey, you know, it is 2021. Everyone's getting a participation trophy, so that's good enough for Western. Ah, that don't work for me. But I just had to comment on that because that just really, really bothered me to see my alma mater just kick out. And then you got other people throwing out there, hey, you know, like Illinois State, you know, they're bound out, which Illinois State's in the Missouri Valley Conference just like Western is. Hey, they, you know, they went out two weeks ago. Okay. We're not Illinois State. We're not the Redbirds from fucking Bloomington, okay? We're the Western Illinois Leathernecks. If you don't know what a Leatherneck is, look it up, okay? A Leatherneck, I'll let you look up the definition, but it's a thing on a Marine that was protective, okay? So basically a hard piece of uh, clothing or whatever protect them during the war. I mean, like, that's... It's supposed to be strength. You know what I mean? When you look at a Marine, you think of strength. Leatherneck, that's where they got their name, okay? So a Redbird, fuck, I'll go shoot that goddamn Redbird off of a power line with my 22. I don't care about the Redbirds, man. I don't care about the UNI Panthers. I care about Western Illinois football and how we're going to do it. You know what I mean? It's just sad to see people these days always want handouts. You know what I mean? Work. Work for what you have, you know? If 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 I would, if I could sit here and tell you all the all the – boo-hoo stories on what I've had to go through to life to get to where I'm at today. Um, you know, perfect prime example. I lost a awesome job when I was 23. I don't need to get into details. Lost an awesome job. You know what the very next day that I did? I went and bagged groceries for seven fucking 25 an hour. And I'm a double major college graduate. Didn't sit there and cried. Didn't go and mope to my parents because I know what would have happened if I did. They would have said, get back up, son. You ain't got no room to cry. Go find yourself a job. And that leads next into my next point. It's so sad seeing all these homeless people out there, you know, um, you know, not without getting in politics and all that. But, you know, Trump created so many jobs for so many people to take advantage of and, and um, get back on your feet and all this other great stuff and you know, Biden's taking away jobs and, and whatever. It's not, uh, we don't need to get into all that stuff, but you know, it's just, it's all about going back to how bad do you want it in life? I mean, do you want to run through a brick wall or do you want to get fucking run over by the brick wall? That's, that's only the really good way I can think about it. And, you know, just get on your horse and ride, baby pony up and, and, Grow a pair and, and get it going, as I like to say. Everyone needs to get it going when you do something. Do everything 110%. And at the end of the day, if it ain't your best, come back. You know what I mean? And I'm just super competitive. I don't like to lose at anything. And, you know, I got me one of these um, 
Fitbit, I'm not Fitbit, shit, I sound poor saying Fitbit, I shouldn't say that because I am poor, but where I'm getting is, I I went to the high class, you know, I live in Dallas now, so I don't know how many people back home in Iowa have these, but now that I live in Dallas, I gotta be part of the high class community, so I got me a Apple Watch with some ear pods, and dude... I set that little calorie thing up. I added some friends on there. I saw my buddy was kicking my ass the other day. So guess what? I get up and I go work out in the morning, work at night, and now I'm up by a lot. That's how competitive, that's how sad it is. If you want to know how really competitive I am and how sad it gets, then um, ask my little brother. Oh, God, you would have hated, hated to be my little brother. Oh, it was bad, awful. But... You know, enough about that. Let's, let's get into a little bit without talking too much about where your boy has been. Why, where has he been in the last month? You know, um, without getting into too much detail, you know, um, I, in my entire life, and, and I can say this on anything in my life, I've only broke down twice in my life. And I wouldn't even really say break, broke down. It was more or less of a, a, a cry. Damn, this is, this is kind of sad as when my, one of my friend Taylor died in a car accident two years ago. And then when my Papa Don died from cancer in 2013, those were really the only two times I've ever kind of cried in my life. But man, I broke down a month ago. And like I said, without getting into too many, too much details, um, you know, like I explained earlier, I'm a competitive guy. You know, when you look at, when you look at a man, you know, or someone who I've always looked up to, I've always looked up to, you know, my, the family, the, the male figures in my life, whether it was my grandpa, Frank, my Papa Don, you know, my uncle Chad or my, my dad, Don, you know, I look at those guys and God, that's a fuck. That's what a man is supposed to be strong, sturdy, um, never complains, gets the job done. And for a lot of you guys that don't know this, I, you know, with COVID and everything going on and already having to be at home, um, that, that already always puts you in a bad mood, but anybody knows me, shoot, I can, I can have fun sitting, sitting and watching a turd float in a punch bowl. You know what I mean? Like I can make my own fun. I wasn't really down because of that. I was down because I had back surgery and this was my second back surgery and I'm only 30 and I broke down. I didn't feel like a man anymore. You know, there's days where I would get up. I was in so much pain and I'd fall out of bed. I mean, and I'm trying to make light of the situation. It was one of those commercials where, help me, I can't get up, I need life alert. Those commercials, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it was for me. And it was very, very hard for me to talk to anybody about it. You know, I'm like, hey, my parents would call, hey, how you doing? And my granny would call, hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine, I'm doing good. But in reality, I wasn't doing fine. I was struggling on the inside because I was, I've always been that guy, you know what I mean? The, the big ego macho guy. And I'd never want anyone to know that I'm hurting inside or I'm hurting physically, emotionally, because, you know, just the way I was raised. And I can't take anything away from my family because that's just, that's the, we always, that's the Riley way. You get up, you do a job, you don't complain. And at the end of the day, come, come, then you can come home, relax and be like, damn, fuck my back hurts. But when you're working those 10, 12, 14, 16 hour days, you better not bitch. You know what I mean? Cause that's just not how we were raised. And you know, I, it was, it was very tough. You know, I, I, I worked with that L4, L5 disc, um, herniated disc and pinched nerve, uh, for six years, you know, I worked in the rock quarry business. I did construction, never complained. You know, I was a duck guy, did all that. Never complained, never once missed work because of my back. I'd have back spasm, my back would go out. And I can have a hundred people attest to this. You never heard me, you never hear me complain, oh, back's out. This is not, whatever. Oh, you look like you're limping a little bit. Oh, yeah, you know. Oh, I just twisted my ankle on the way to work. But really, you know, I was trying everything in my power just to keep my spine up. That's how bad it was. And, you know, I, I finally um, fell about, I don't know, 12 foot off of a duck blind last fall and landed on my back and my head. And I was like, God damn, that kind of hurt. Went through the whole season, really, really screwed up. Um, comes around, um, that was last November that happened. Comes around this October and I'm goofing off and, you know, 
things guys do. I'm wrestling around with a buddy and you know me, I want to win. So I take it too hard and I just dominate him and destroy him. And well, when I went to go pick him up that it hit big time and really screwed my back up. I went in and he's like, doctor's like, Jesus, how long have you had this? I'm like, oh, about five, six years. He's like, God damn. He's like, how do you do with it? It goes back to the mental toughness, the way I was raised, you know, you're not a quitter. Just go in, do your own thing. But at 30 now, what's the way I, I never, ever complained even growing up. You know how many times, and I, and I hate talking all about me, but I'm giving you a little background where your boy has been in the last month. So I got to tell the story a little bit. But, you know, in high school, you know how many times my shoulder popped out of place when I was playing football? Lots. Kept playing. That time I fucking got hit with a helmet. My arms were just blushing gushing blood i have the cartilage sticking out with the bone showing still got the scar kept playing you know you just things you just you don't realize you just want to play you want to do this, this and that's how i felt i'm like i'm not about to sit at home on my ass for three months in recovery and miss work yeah i'm still gonna get paid but why why do that and so i just wanted to keep working and working and working and working and working because i have a vision i'm not working for myself I'm working to provide for a family that I might have in the future. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Well, why am I working 5, 10, 15, 20 hours of overtime? You're not working that for yourself. You're not working that for your, you're working it for the future. You're working it to better yourself. I mean, you know, we weren't poor growing up, you know what I mean? But we weren't rich. And I just seen my mom and my dad work so hard to get where they finally wanted to get. And now, you know, my mom worked her ass off, you know. She's a successful nurse, has been for 20 plus years. Um, my dad works for the city, he's super, super successful. But I remember those times when we did struggle. And I always told myself, if I got an opportunity to use my abilities for sports, get to college, get an education, I'm going to do better and provide and work for something for when I do have a family, we don't have to worry about anything. And, you know, that was the one thing I just, my parents instilled in me work ethic. And, you know, you just never know, you know, when your last day is. So you just got to work and grind. And so get me back on getting back on track to um, everything. And, you know, that seven months I finally went and I got the doctors like, God damn. He's like, well, you got two options. He said, you can have surgery, a regular surgery, L4, L5. He said, or we can go and we can put a cage in your back, a metal cage that blocks it. You'll never, ever have to worry about a disc problem ever again. But your mobility is going to be bad. And he said, at 30 years old, you don't really want that. Okay, let's go lesser option, blah, blah, blah. So I end up having surgery December 17th, I think it was. Um, and your boy was out. Your boy was out um, for three months. And I tell you what, I was miserable. Um, and I say, I said seven months earlier, because if you think about it, really the problem, I went and got my first checkup in September. So September, October, November, December, January, February. So six months, sorry. I finally went back to work full time. Um, really basically mid February. And just, I was, I was very, very, very down. I didn't feel like a man anymore. And I, I took it really hard the last month that I wasn't able to, to do certain things, you know, trying to recover from my surgery. You know, like I said, I fell a couple times post-surgery. Um, you know, I could barely trying to make y'all laugh a little bit. <laughs> Fucking, I could barely wipe my ass. You know what I mean? It was one of those deals, but I, I, I never reached out to anybody. And I, I had to finally set my ego and pride aside and, and reach out to people and talk to people. Hey, man, you know, fuck, not a good day, dude. Not, fuck, my back's hurting. You know, you think you can come over and help me wash those dishes? Luckily, I got a good neighbor, Sterling, that helped me with quite a few things, you know, taking my dog out for a walk, you know, washing the dishes, taking my trash out. I got some other uh, friends around here that was helping me do things. Track was helping me do things. Um, so, it, but... I, 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 it, I, as competitive as I am and where I'm getting to is it really, really made me f feel like I wasn't a man. And I took that hard and I just went to a very, very dark place where I didn't want to go to. And so your boy had to take some time, relapse. He's back. He's feeling good. Doctor cleared me. Everything's great. We're lifting. We're doing a little cardio in the morning while we sit in the pool at about 6 a.m. in the morning when it's cold as shit still. I guarantee there's so many 
people that are getting up for work. You know, you get up for work. You're lying if you don't say you open the shades to see if there's birds chirping or you hear the birds chirping. You want to open the door and all that fun stuff. And they see your boy sitting there in the pool. The pool's got to be 45 degrees still. I mean, it's nice out. It's been 65, 70 degrees in Dallas. But you know how pools are. It takes a while for that sun to hit until the pools actually warm up. So those pools are super cold. And everyone's like, who is that? Guarantee, who is that nut down there in that pool at 6 o'clock in the morning? It's just a little cool down, baby. Just a little cool down. Just mind over matter. Get your body right. Do things right. You don't have to worry about it. So I've been doing cardio in the morning. Back's feeling good. Doing workouts at night. Feeling great. Um, ran for the first time. Squatted for the first time. And golly, I didn't realize. So once in September, I got diagnosed. I already knew that what I had. I quit lifting prior to September just because I, I couldn't lift. I couldn't do nothing. It was that painful. So I hadn't touched a weight in eight months. And I tell you what, I was not to get any numbers or anything, but I was benching almost close to 300. And the other day I put on 135 and I could barely do it 10 times. It's crazy. My cousin said it best today when we were talking about things. Cause Matt, that, that dude right there, that dude can put up some weight. That dude's a little muscle hamster. Um, but he was telling me, he's like, it's crazy how fast the body loses muscle and I wish I had muscle memory for some things because it was kind of embarrassing. I mean, I'm 230. I'm a pretty put, I'm 6'2", 230. I'm, I'm pretty well put together. And um, I put 135 on the bar and barely did it 10 times. I was like, golly. I, need, I, I mean, now granted, boys and girls, I just got out of surgery. Doctor just cleared me. So I wouldn't be lifting heavy anyways. I'd just be doing reps. But I was just like, golly, that's wild how how much this in, can go away from you. And so I'm sitting there in the pool and everyone's thinking, who is this nut? I had a guy come to me earlier. You, you the guy in the pool that sits in the morning? Yeah. God damn, dude, you're a nut. You're crazy. Dude, why would you ever do Hey, it's good for the soul, good for the mind. Some people meditate. Some people take big shits in the morning. Some people jerk off. I sit in the pool. It don't matter. Whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better, baby. It, you know, that's what I'm doing. Go at night, do a full workout, sit in the sauna, take the dog for a walk, come home, cook a nice, healthy meal. Trying to get the trying to get the body ready for the babes in the summer. You know, summer's coming around, you boys. Speaking of summer coming around, opening day of baseball. What a time to be alive, Girls, sundresses, they got the low cuts on, they got the crop tops on, they got the, the shorty shorts on, you know, I can already smell it and taste it now, the, the cold beer, the, the dog, the nachos, the big walking taco, I mean, golly, think about opening baseball, I mean, opening day baseball is just, it's, it's fun, it, it's great, I remember in Colorado, opening day baseball, it's, it's literally like a holiday. If you've never been to opening day baseball or if you're not a baseball fan, I would suggest that you go and do an opening day. Just experience it one time. And you're going to be like, fuck, cancel work this Friday or Thursday. Every year I'm going to opening day because it is a thing. When I lived in Denver, I had a good buddy, not going to name drop, but his stepdad is Dick Mumford, the owner of the Rockies. So, of course, we got good tickets, good seats, this, this, and that, and the third. And... Boss Friday, he's like, uh, half day, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, opening day. I ain't got to lie to you. You already know, player. You know where I'm going. And it, they, they close off streets, you know. It's just wild. It's fun. And the last opening day I went to, I was rocking a Iowa shirt, had a mullet, had two razor cuts in the side of each racing stripe, sorry, in each side of my head. And it was hilarious. I got, I, I, and I didn't play hockey ever. Iowa did not have hockey. Um, I did wrestle growing up, but my main sport was football and baseball. And um, so almost everybody came up to me and was like, dude, where'd you play hockey at? Or this one smoke show little blonde came up to me and was like, did you wrestle at Iowa? You look like a wrestler. Like, dude, like, that's so hot. Like, oh, I love wrestlers. I'm whatever you need me to be, baby. I'm a wrestler. You know I am. You know I'm a wrestler for you. She's like, man, unfortunately, I have a boyfriend. I look over at her boyfriend. She loves wrestlers, but then her boyfriend's over there wearing fucking high tight polka dot pants 
with a tight, a tight um, fucking bra shirt, whatever those are called. Um, God, I can't even tank tops, man tank tops, and a flat bill hat. What the hell are you thinking? You trying to be with a man or are you trying to be with a girl? I don't know what you're thinking, but you liking wrestlers and thinking that's hot from that little girly thing. I don't know what that brain up there is thinking. I told her she's got to use her head for more than a hat rack. Start using your brain, Pinky. Pinky in the brain. And um, opening day is just a blast. I mean, Rocky Coors Field is probably one of the coolest fields I've ever been to in my life. Um, I would say a second... Everyone's like, oh, Wrigley's cool. Yeah, Wrigley's cool. I mean, Bush Stadium's cool. Uh, but, dude, second for me, and I haven't been to the new uh, Globe Life Stadium yet since I live in Texas. I haven't been to the new Ranger Stadium yet. But, dude, second for me is is probably I'm going with San Francisco Giants. That overlook in the right field line in McCovey Cove is tight. I mean, it is it is legit. Um, and I can't wait to go back now that baseball is ready, full go. And what a... What a BDE move by um, the governor, Greg Abbott, and the owner of the Rangers. And for anybody that doesn't know what BDE is, and I'm stealing this from the boys, Big Dick Energy, um, by letting full capacity come in for the Rangers game the other day versus Toronto. Almost 40,000 fans. The stadium was full. I mean, that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to the American life, the American way. Then, of course, your guys as president out there, not my president, your president, um, he said uh, he was quoted in an article, and I guarantee someone wrote it for him or re-quoted it for him because we know that dumb motherfucker can't talk. He was quoted saying that was probably the biggest mistake that Governor Abbott could have done was by letting full capacity in during such a pandemic time. Okay, so... I don't understand where he's coming from, but to me, and I might be as dumb as the other person right beside you, but I'm over it, and for anybody who's got the vaccine, kudos to you. I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't care to get the vaccine, whatever. I'm not going to be a sheep. I'm not going to be a puppet on the string. You do what you want. We'll still be friends, and we can talk. That's the great thing about being an adult. You can talk about things. You can have conversations. You can agree to disagree. Um, It don't really matter to me. You ain't going to hurt my feelings. I don't ever cry over spilt milk. I can promise you that. I might cry because I spoiled the milk, and I would have drank it, but I'm never going to cry over something that doesn't mean shit to me. I'm never going to be a politician, so I don't give a fuck what other people's really political views are. Mine are pretty straightforward. Just be a standard, good, healthy American, and we're all good, you know? So... But um, to me, um, it, it's kind of like the flu. Um, you know, obviously it's way worse than that. Whatever you want to say it, but you've either got it by now or you're going to get it. There's no way around it. You can protect us all you want. It doesn't really matter. But like for me, the flu. Not everybody gets the flu. Okay, I haven't had the flu since I was 21 years old. I'm 30. I haven't had the flu in nine years. I did get COVID. The only thing that happened to me, fortunately, was I lost my taste. I lost my smell. Yeah, it sucked, but I didn't get sick. I didn't, you know, I I wasn't sleepy. I wasn't anything like that. Um, I wasn't lethargic. I wasn't low on energy. Just lost my taste and my smell, and everything was good from there. Um, Which was great because I was drinking Jameson, and um, I couldn't taste Jameson, and I don't even like Jameson. So it worked out in the end for me. I got drunk and couldn't taste what I didn't like. Same with tequila. I got drunk off tequila, and I hate tequila. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But what a, what a big dick energy move by Greg Abbott and um, the um, owner for the Rangers by saying, yeah, full capacity, you know. I think everybody's kind of tired of it. You know, we get it. Ha, ha, scare, whatever. It's real. We get it. It's real. Nobody's disputing that it's not real. Let's just go back to living life, having fun, doing what we want to do and, and enjoying the little things that everyone misses. So, you know, that's my thing on, um, you know, opening day, man. I, I, I can't wait for it, especially when the girls in the sundresses show up. You know I'm looking every time, 100% of the time. Don't matter where it's at. It doesn't matter. I'm looking. I don't care if she's got some big beefcake with her or if she's got a little skinny boy with her. It don't matter. 
We're looking every time. That's what the sundress was invented for. They wear it on purpose so you can look. So when you, you know what I mean? Just do it respectfully. You know what I mean, players? Any players out there listening, just do it respectfully. You know what I mean? So, but, um, so, you know, the, the smell of hot dogs, the smell of booze. And I wish Track was here right now because he can do it so good. But, but the guy, you know what I mean? The guy just walking up and down, up and down the, uh, Aisles. You got blood, Bud Light. You got blood, Bud Light. Old style. Get you, get you, get you, get you, get your cotton candy. Get you, get you, get your cotton candy. Blood, Bud Light. Blood, Bud Light. You raising the old hand up? Hey, get, hey, hey, give me two cracker jacks right there, Polly. Hey, hey, Vinny, Vinny, you want a cracker? Make it three, make it three, make it three. Dude, that's it's just fucking awesome being at a ball game, relaxing. Whether you're with your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, nobody cares what you're into. Um, your friends, um, grandma, shit, grandpa, it don't matter, dude. Baseball's back. America's favorite pastime, and we're rocking and rolling. And um, congratulations, you gotta you gotta congratulate the Stanford Cardinal. On the women's winning the NCAA tournament, uh, women's tournament, I thought my guy, I thought my guy would pull it off. You know, my guy Gino Ariema after that controversial call, I mean, no call, sorry, against Baylor. I figured Gino, that guy's a stud. He's a stud. He always will be a stud. He's gonna win it all. It's gonna be a, his 90th championship out of the 90th year he's been alive. Guy's been coaching since he was born. Came out of his mom's vagina. The dude is just a winner. Like, dude, if I mean, girls, girls game or boys game, it don't matter what you coach, dude. If you can get through to the players and get the players to buy into your system and you're a winner, it does not matter what level you're coaching. Like, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer through and through. I don't care that he coaches women's. If he coached men's basketball, he would do the same thing. I would put my whole life savings. He would do But they came up short against the Arizona Wildcats, and um, it is what it is. I was really surprised. That Paige Beckett girl, dude, she is a stud. What a stud. AP Player of the Year. Um, you know, hats off to her. She had a good year. And then how about the Baylor, the Baylor men? bringing a championship back to Texas the first time since Texas Western did it. What a feeling for Scott Drew. I told everybody, you know, I wanted I wanted the good guy to win one. Mark Few needed to win one. I mean, Mark Few is a is a first ballot Hall of Famer, too. I don't care what you say. I don't care if he ends up with zero championships or 30 from now. It don't matter. The way he's taking Gonzaga from – you wouldn't call Gonzaga a power five. In my opinion, they're not a power five. But – they are, if you think about it, and they are. I mean, he has taken them from a mid-major to a power five level. He does it in, year in, year out. Like, he get, he's starting to get those, now those five-star recruits like Jalen Suggs, you know, um, the, the Timmy, you know, Timmy, Timmy's from Richardson, Texas. He could have went to uh, Texas. He could have went to Baylor. I mean, he could have went to Texas Tech, all these Texas schools. He could have went to Oklahoma, you know. A lot of people from uh, Dallas area, they they obviously those are the four schools they go to, um, but you know he got Timmy, who I think was a four star coming out of high school. Timmy might have been a five star. I know for sure he's a four star, but you know they're getting those guys that are coming out there. Um, just it, 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 he's he's made a name for himself. But I told him I said if Gonzaga plays like they did against UCLA, they're in trouble. They're in trouble um, because Baylor, what Baylor's going to do, they're going to stretch the floor. They're going to get out and run, and they got the big men that can get out and run and play physical. They're fast. One thing Baylor is is they're fast, and I said that from day one when they were ranked number two behind Gonzaga. Very first time I seen them play, they're fast. I said, watch this. I said, I had I, I didn't think Gonzaga would make it all the way. I mean, yeah, they're good, but they they don't play in a Power Five conference. Let's let's be honest. You know, they're playing fucking. Boise State and fucking Apple State University of Cheerios, whoever the fuck they play out there. I mean, like, they're not playing big boy ball. They're not playing, as we like to call, Bieber ball. The hard, gritty teams, you know, day in and day out, like Texas Tech or Baylor or Oklahoma State, Lon Kruger's Oklahoma Sooners, um, you know, all these teams, the Huggy Bear, West Virginia. I mean, the the I mean, the Big Twelve is just so loaded. I mean, 
So I, I said if they get out and they run, Gonzaga's going to lose by 20. And I what they lose by 16, I think it was. But I just wanted the good guy to win one. But, dude, it's awesome, you know, to see Scott Drew come in and take a program that was absolutely terrible. I think they had two tournament wins or two tournament appearances in 25 years, and he's won 16 games since he's been there in the tournament, and he got hired in 2003, and that was pretty freaking cool when he said in that clip, hey, I didn't come here to Baylor to get into the tournament. I came here to to Baylor to win games in the tournament and win a national championship and by god it might have taken him 17 well i guess it's the 20 it's 2021 it might have taken him 18 years to win that championship but guess what he got it and he's gonna get a whole lot of money coming his way um i i don't see him leaving baylor um kind of like a bill self deal bill self just got a lifetime guaranteed contract which basically means um, he doesn't leave Kansas until he wants to leave Kansas. I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, who knows? He another job might be appealing to him. But Bill Self of Kansas can't I mean Kansas, I guess, could if they wanted to fire him, but I mean they're not gonna fire Bill Self. I mean, this year was the first year they didn't win the uh Big Twelve championship in what, thirteen years, twelve years, so they ain't gonna get rid of him. And um so, you know, um, who knows? Scott Drew might be at Baylor for a long time. And um, here, here's what everyone needs to understand. Those one-and-done guys that Calipari gets, that Coach K gets, yeah, that's great. They're five stars. They can play. But the reason why Baylor won and the reason why Gonzaga was there, guess what? They all have seniors. Yes, you have guys that are freshmen and that are contributing, but they have they have fifth-year guys. They have 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds. They have mature men that aren't selfish, that want to share the ball and run with the floor and do everything right. They don't have 18-year-olds that want to be selfish. And how many points can I get? Hey, I wouldn't be lying to you if I didn't say I was the same way. I was the same way in high school. Hey, man, I want to score 20 touchdowns in one game. Not possible, but you know why? Because when you score, guess what? The girls want you. Everybody knows that. I mean, Let's be honest. When you're that young, when you're young, dumb, full of cum and bulletproof, um, rest in peace to Jeff Colpster. He told me that one time when I was in college, I was working with him. He said, Jake, you ain't nothing but young, dumb, full of cum and bulletproof. But he says, when you get older, you figure it out. And, um, you know, those guys at that age, they're selfish. So, um, you know, it worked out for him. And, and congratulations to the Baylor Bears. Um, now that we're moving on, you know, let's talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears, man. Why do we got to come on the red rocket, red rifle, dog dick, whatever you want to call that carrot top looking motherfucker. He ain't no better than Trubisky. Yeah, he's got a couple of games at Cincinnati, led him to playoffs. But with that Bears offensive line, who which is fucking god awful, I could put fucking Sister Mary or whoever that old bitch is that is 101 years old from Loyola, Chicago, in the wheelchair and block better than those dumb motherfuckers for the Chicago Bears. I can promise you that. I mean, it's the Bears. I mean, he ain't gonna do nothing. We need we need a guy, and I was hoping to get Deshaun Watson in. Everyone knows what he's going through. God damn, I hope someone like that isn't paying that much for a rub and tug or fucking a little under under the towel blowjob. I mean, that's let's 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 move before we talk about the Bears. Let's let's bring that up real quick. I'll never understand, but at the same time, I guess I kind of do understand because when I get told no, it pisses me off and it makes me want it even more. So maybe Deshaun has that type of personality where he feels like he has to achieve. So for instance, if I get told, no, you can't have that shake until you do a thousand pushups. Well, fuck, I can't do a thousand pushups. God damn, I'm going to spend all night doing a thousand pushups to get that shake. Fucking same way. Sean Watson got told no, probably if this is true, got told no. And now he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, I personally don't think he did it. I think it's personally just girls trying to get money. Girls these days, I mean, no offense to women. I respect women, but goddamn, you guys will do anything to make a fucking dollar. I mean, shit, you guys got OnlyFans. Go do, go do that. I mean, damn, dude. I mean, 
you got guys like Dabo Sweeney that stick up for him. Um, you know, you got other coaches. Bill O'Brien came out. So, I mean, you got all these coaches that say, God, there's no way I'm believing that is basically what they said. Um, and that's all you hear going through. But everyone's also starting to speculate that maybe that might be a way that the, Deshaun didn't want to be a Texan. So the Texans are like, let's just go ahead and fuck with this guy's career and ruin him. And now he won't have a career. But if they really do got those DMs and those pictures and oh, Deshaun, I feel sorry for you. Now, let's keep in mind. He's not a regular American. A regular American would go to prison for 20 years. But since he's fucking famous, he'll do fucking, he'll have to go do community service at a Krusty Krab and talk to fucking SpongeBob for fucking 24 hours and he'll get scot-free. Bunch of bullshit. I've never understood. You guys are just like us. You take your money and your fame away. You ain't fucking nobody. You're the next fucking gingerbread man looking for a ho-ho. Think about that one. You know, it's just ridiculous. But enough about that stuff. Let's get back to my Chicago Bears. We make a sign and we get... Few things, Andy Dalton, man. I was really hoping we'd move up and maybe try to get a young quarterback. Sorry, Mitch didn't work out, but dude, I'm Big Dick Nick. I, I I was really heartbroken that he didn't work out for us, but you know we're giving the Red Rocket the chance. The, the dog dick is what I like to call him. Um, we're gonna give him a chance, and hopefully he does something for the Bears. Um, so who knows? It's a long time, long time. OTAs come up in what July. June, something like that, maybe even August, somewhere around there. So we got a couple more months before football starts to kick in. But no other than that, man, we've just kind of been doing my thing and, you know, kind of taking care of myself the last month. You know, it's been wild. It's been fun. And I just had to reach out to everybody and let you know your boy's good. We're still here. Um, we're still going to be making podcasts, like I said, with or without shrimp dick track. I mean, we're, I'm gonna, I got guests coming on that um, anywhere from dog trainers to some deep sea fishing guys to guys in the hunting business. Going to try to get some girls that um, I, I, I know and I've reached out to that are, I guess you would call insta-famous and, and talk about how it is on how how – how glamorous that life can be, but at the same time, how annoying it can be of guys DMing you because you know you'll play over here. I've DMed some girls on Instagram. You know I have. Why not? Nothing crazy though. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not perverted or anything like that. You know, you just do a solid. You know, hey, love the picture. Keep doing what you're doing. Then you get a wink or smiley face back. That gets you in the door. Then you got some of these motherfuckers that just send dick pics and be like, hey man, want to see my cock? Can I take you out for a fucking chicken basket dinner? Maybe even I'll get you a little side roll with a little juicy fruit wrap motherfucker i can promise you that don't work um but so having guests like that come on it'll it'll be good like i said this is something i've been passionate about i've always thought i've had a voice for radio or whatever you may call it and i've always had a passion of speaking with people and just sharing my life experiences i don't plan on going big but you know a wise man told me one time all it takes is the right set of eyes and the right set of ears if you can if you can get that who knows where it can become so i kind of just been doing my own thing just been relaxing and going out and having fun and just you know trying to trying to be big daddy again just trying to trying to have fun and and um, now that the warmer weather's coming it's summer and, well it's spring but summer's coming along uh, your boy's going to be all right and it really helped me kind of set my ego and my pride aside and reaching out to my, my family and my friends and, um, you know, just talking about things because I've never opened up in my life about anything. I'm kind of private about things when it comes to things that have happened to me personally, just because I've always, I've always kind of, that's always kind of been me. And it's all, it was all this built up things that's been happening over, you know, not only with my back, but things that have just happened in the past that I've never just kind of talked about. And I just go about my day and you, you're never going to know when I'm happy or I'm sad. I'm just that guy. I don't really tell people. And, you know, it was just finally time to get it all out. And, and so I kind of, like I said, I, I took time to myself uh, for about a month and now we're back. We're out here grinding and um, we're, we're doing our thing and going out, playing golf, uh, taking up golf, trying to get good at that. I don't know. I'm I'm competitive, so I'm going to have to learn to get good at golf because uh, if I start losing money, that's going to be bad. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm going out to bars, still making fun of people at bars, and everything's good. And um, uh, 
went to the bar this last weekend. Guy had on a jean jacket, obviously, but I made a. Anybody that knows me knows Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, early '90s was my guy. Um, you know, you got Cable Guy, you got Liar Liar, um, you got, of course, Ace Venture, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls, all those good ones. Ray Finkel. If Ray Finkel's a man, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, um, uh, but then my all-time favorite movie is obviously Dumb and Dumber. I any still to this day, Dumb and Dumber. I have yet to find a. There's obviously funny movies out there, not as funny and as snarky as quirky as. There's so many hidden jokes in that movie. Like you still look at it to this day, and you're just like, what? Like, I mean, this isn't a Jim Carrey movie, but dude, you know how long it took me to figure out the other day. Well, I figured this out like about oh, probably a year ago. I've seen Tommy Boy a thousand times. Obviously, everyone knows what jerking off is. And and there's a part in the movie where Richard sees a fucking girl down at the fucking pool and he's talking dirty to himself and he's fucking jerking off and he gets caught by uh, Chris Farley walking in the room. And at the end of the night, they go to bed and um, he says, uh, hey, Richard, who's your favorite little rascal? Alfalfa or Spanky? And he just starts laughing and I've... I fucking never, ever understood that joke until literally probably last year when I watched it for the first time in a while. I was like, oh, God, all these years, obviously, he got caught jerking off, so I didn't understand. But anyways, I go to the bar this weekend. Guy has on a jean jacket, a denim jacket, where the fuck you want to call it. It was super gay. It looked like some Brokeback Mountain things. I shouldn't have said the gay word. That's offensive. It's 2021, and we got to be fair to everybody. Go ahead and wear your leotards. I don't care. Whatever. Um, but, uh, do whatever floats your boat, man. If you want to walk around with a butt plug in, do it. I don't care. It don't bother me. Whatever tickles your fancy. But anyways, we, uh, go up the bar and me being me, um, they, uh, my buddies, like I said, watch this. And uh, I walk him by the guy. I said, Hey, that's pretty nice carnigan. He says, it's a jean jacket or it's a denim jacket, but thanks. His buddy in fucking multicolored jacket goes, yeah, man, quit being an asshole. I said, easy, Rainbow Man. I said, uh, it's just a joke, but, um, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You can calm down. Well, that wasn't funny. I said, well, your boy thought it was funny. I said, you took it a little bit too personal. I said, I don't know who, who woke you up on the wrong side of the bed, Richard Simmons, but we're all here to have fun. Oh, God damn, did that piss him off? It's like, fuck, I got to walk inside before fucking he tries to cat fight me. <laughs> throw a little fucking cat claw at me. So I walked inside, didn't even worry about it. And I guess me calling him Rainbow Rainbow Boy and Richard Simmons offended him. So he walked off and he went home for the night. I asked him, I said, where'd your buddy go? I got him a beer. Said he walked off. He, he didn't like, well, fuck, man. Quit being so goddamn sensitive. It goes back to the story I said earlier about fucking Western Illinois quitting, being soft. Everyone's so soft these days. Everyone wants patted on the back. Fuck. Go out, earn it, be a man. You, I can promise. I can promise you, with everything trendy. I got told this the other day by one of my girl uh, girls who's a friend. <clears throat> Not gonna name her name, but she looked at me and she said, "You, you're such a good-looking guy." And I don't know where she got that from because I look like sloth had been beaten by a bat ten times removed. And um, she said, "You're such a good-looking guy, but fuck, you don't try. If you put a, if you put in a little more effort, fuck." Girls will be coming to you more than they already are because I barely dress up when I go out. I do the minimal. I put on a pair of blue jeans, a t-shirt, a ball cap, and boots and go out. I, I, I'm just that guy. I don't need to dress up. I can make girls laugh. My personality wins it for me. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, I introduce so many people to so many girls, and I end up having those girls leave to come over and talk to me, and they're like, you're so funny. What's your name? Like, she's just like, you know, <clears throat> If you tried, you, it would be easy for you. You'd have every girl in the bar. And I said, uh, here's one thing I can promise you. I'll go out and I'll get newer clothes because I I haven't gone shopping for new clothes. Fuck, it's been probably, oh, I went out to California. When I went out to California, I got some new clothes because I didn't have any, so I had to go buy some. That was in 2017. No, 2018 was the last time I'd been out to California. So three years was the last time I went shopping for New jeans, new shorts, new shoes, new shirts, anything like that. And goddamn, that shit's expensive. But you know what? I put in a little more effort and <clears throat> got me that little Apple Watch and wear the Apple Watch. And I'm not going to lie. 
I will admit she was right. You could see girls start looking at me even harder. Before, I'd have to win them over with my smile and my charm and making them laugh. Now they fucking just kind of look at me like, all right, I see the country boy over there. He looking, he looking a little fresh, player. But what I'm getting at is, is my clothes are going to fit me. My balls ain't going to look like a fucking moose knuckle and they're going to breathe. Um, I'm not going to wear clothes that don't fit me and they're too tight and they look like they're about to fucking pop every goddamn vein in your fucking uh, body. That's how tight they are. It's not going to suffocate me. They're going to be, they're going to fit good. You know what I mean? I just don't understand it. It's the same thing when people go to the fucking gym. They got their fucking shorty shorts on with their balls hanging out like fucking Miss Man off Scary Movie when she says, we all have little secrets, Sydney. It's like, dude, I don't want to see your fucking balls when I'm lifting. It pisses me off. And it's something so small that shouldn't piss me off, but it does. So whatever. It is what it is. But, you know, it's the little things. So, you know, I'm starting to I, I'm cleaning up my act a little bit, boys and girls. You know, I'm coming around. I'm eating healthy. I'm getting back in my groove. I'm joining a, a flag football team, joining a, um, a softball league, getting back to doing what I know how to do, and that's compete, feeling like a man again. So just wanted to let you guys know where I've been, talk about some things, and let you guys know we got some guests coming on. And if you want to be part of the show, man, Instagram me. You got, Or if you have my number, text me, man. I love hearing from people that I haven't heard from in a while. Shit. I mean, I, I've, I've had some guys that I ain't talked to in, fuck, five years hit me up and be like, man, I love your podcast. Like, blah, blah. It's like, bam, dude, good talking to you. It's, it's, it's a way to reach out to people and see what they're up to because you, you never know what anyone's going through. You know what I mean? If you never would have known what I was going through the last six to uh, seven months with my back and how bad it was hurting me and how, how down I got, you never would have known if I never would have reached out to those people. So it's just if I can make someone laugh, uh, that's what I'm here for, you know. So you guys, if, if you want to be part of the part of the podcast, Instagram, the podcast page, Instagram me um, at underscore J-O- Riley 32 underscore. That is my Instagram handle. Get a hold of me on my Facebook at um, Jake Riley. Get a hold of the Facebook page, the Unguided Podcast page on Facebook. You know, give us a like, give us a shout out. You know, it's it's been a it's been a good ride so far. We don't have track, but that's fine. He'll he'll either come around or he won't. I'm gonna make it work. That's what I do. I win. I thrive. I love succeeding. So even if I don't make it somewhere. You know, my vision is I'm I'm going where Rogan's going. I, there's no question about it. I, I I just you know I gotta I gotta I gotta pick and pick and pick away. You know what I mean? Uh, that I think I can make a living doing it if if the right like I said the right ears listen. I I, I know I can do it. So like I said. Your boy's back. We're having fun. The vibes are coming back, and we're going to get it going. And you know what, boys and girls? It's been a hell of an episode. I thought I did a pretty damn good job for the first time doing it by myself. And like we always say, we only do one thing around here. We wh-wh-wh-whammo. We stay unguided.